Last week, I talked about having money and how to interact with it. If you missed it, please go back and listen to episode 89. Today, I want to talk about grief. Grief is defined as deep sorrow, especially that which is caused by someone's death. It's that strong and overwhelming feeling that you can't shake. Sometimes it makes you numb where you can't feel anything, and other times your emotions pour out of you like a river. If you have ever lost anyone or anything important to you, you know what I am talking about. It can affect every part of our being, mind, heart, emotions. I call it a beast because it doesn't play fair and it can devour you at times. Grief is ugly and there's nothing pretty about it. It is the valley of life that makes you think you will never see a mountaintop again. You know, they say time heals all wounds. But anybody that has ever lost someone like I have knows that is not necessarily true. You don't miss them any less or hurt any less as time goes on. You just learn to live with a hole in your heart or you learn to adjust your life to that person not being there. Grief, I've learned, is really just love. It's all the love you want to give but cannot. All that unspent love gathers up in the corners of your eyes, the lump in your throat, and in that hollow part of your chest. Grief is just love with no place to go. We're in the Christmas season, and grief, unfortunately, tends to manifest more around the holidays. I heard someone call it the paradox of Christmas, a time of celebration, gift-giving, and family get-togethers. But it can also remind you of who is no longer at the table and who you can't buy a gift for anymore. And then there is the year of firsts. After you have lost someone, you experience the first birthday, the first holiday, the first anniversary without that person. So how do we deal with it? How do we deal with grief? I'm going to make a few suggestions to you today. The first one is allow yourself to feel what you feel. You may experience a range of emotions, anger, guilt, and even relief. Grief can be a roller coaster of emotions that are a natural part of the grieving process. Two, when those emotions come, be sure to take care of yourself, especially physically. Because grief is an emotional response, but it can also have physical symptoms, headaches, nausea, and changes in appetite. It's important to take care of your physical health when grieving because this can impact your emotional well-being. Number three, talk to someone you trust or seek professional help. While it's important to seek support from safe and trustworthy family and friends, it's also possible to find comfort in unexpected places like online support groups, therapy, or even creative outlets like art or writing. So just be open to what might help you. Number four, don't be afraid to break traditions or to do something different. You can switch things up in your life to help you cope better. For instance, if there's a Christmas tradition that reminds you too much of your loved one or makes you too sad, do something different this Christmas. Take a vacation instead of staying home and being reminded of your loved one being missing. 
Number five, seek ways to honor the person's memory or to create meaning out of their loss. You may want to volunteer in memory of a loved one, create a memorial, or start a fundraiser for a cause related to their personality, their interests. Number six, read scripture and engage your faith. Our faith can be a useful tool to successfully navigate the waters of grief because God promises in his word to comfort those who mourn, to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver you from your affliction, to give strength to the weary, to be a present help in trouble, to work everything, good, bad, and ugly, out to our benefit, to replace your mourning and grief with gladness and joy. There's a scripture that is only two words, Jesus wept. The scripture is referring to Jesus crying because a man named Lazarus had died. Jesus wept because he was moved with compassion for Lazarus, for the situation, and for the people, such as Mary and Martha, who were grieving and sad. And here's the thing. Jesus knew he had the power to raise Lazarus from the dead, and he did. Yet he still felt what they felt and wept with them. Jesus, the all-powerful Savior and Son of God, understands what we feel and go through. There's a scripture that says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like we are, yet without sin. There are three things I want you to remember when it comes to grief. One, grief is a unique experience. No two people grieve in the same way, and there's no right or wrong way to grieve. It's important to allow yourself to experience your emotions and find ways to cope that work for you. Also, grief doesn't have a set timeline. It's a process that can take time, and there's no set timeline for when it will end. So it's important to be patient with yourself and allow yourself to grieve at your own pace. And the final thing I want you to remember is grief can change you. Going through the grieving process can be transformative, and it's not uncommon for people to come out on the other side with a new perspective on life, a greater appreciation for relationships, a deeper sense of empathy, or a new outlook on what's important in life. Okay, if today's message about grief piqued your interest in any way and you want to go a little further and dig a little deeper, go to the description box or show notes and download the free post-episode reflection activity I have prepared for you to personalize today's message and apply it to your life. That is all I have for today. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Bye for now.